0: Karen, can you can you just give me like five minutes before you know the end? No problem. Okay, thanks, Karen. Mm-hmm. So, hello, everyone. My name is Shelby. Uh, I have been in OA for five years, and I've been abstinent for four. Uh, my my personal abstinence is. <laughs> No binging and no dieting, so no no or no restricting. I am absent today, and in this program, you know, I I keep coming back because you know I I can keep starting over, and I'm just so grateful that I I walked into the rooms when I did, because being in a twelve step program is what got me you know through the last few years. So I'm gonna go through the So what happened, you know, and the, you know, what was my bottom, what brought me to OA and, you know, what it is, what it is I'm doing now. So I'm not really sure whether or not I was born a compulsive overeater. I know that I always enjoyed being a healthy eater. You know, I always really loved eating healthy food, but I do recall as a young child, you know, that food was a comfort to me you know, and stressful times. So that, that was what I, I do recall as a young child. I was pretty active. Everybody in my family was pretty active. We all yeah. played sports. And in general, though, I grew up in a, you know, a safe and health envi- healthy environment. You know, I was, I felt well protected, you know, in my family. And I, I remember in general, just being a really happy, a happy kid. But, um, I do recall my issues with food coming in around, you know, uh, around but teenage years and puberty. I tell this story all the time because it was so significant to me that I remember trying on clothes at, you know, Nordstrom's with my father and I was in the children's section and I no longer fit in the clothes in the children's section. And my dad whispered in my ear, you know, you need to lose weight. And I recall that moment because that was the first time anybody had told me that there was something wrong with my body. And it was the first time that I felt, you know, ashamed of what I look like. And, you know, and also that time, you know, as a child, you know, that's when we're learning to become more compliant, you know, especially us as as women, you know, I think that um, that's when I learned how to put the needs of others before myself and my father i saw this as my father is ashamed of my appearance and i needed to fix that and so you know in my teenage years that's when i started the restricting you know but as we all know when you start the restricting there's the backlash of the binge So my story is a story of the yo-yo dieter. You know, I have just constantly either been on a diet or I've been on a binge. I have never been able to maintain my weight for any length of time my entire life. So I either, you know, was either losing weight or gaining weight. And I, and that's my story. And it started, you know, in my teenage years. And um, in my household, everybody was on a diet, but only I should say my parents were always on diets. And um, the diets for it wasn't so much about being healthy, or achieving a certain health goal, or, you know, dieting to, you know, for some kind of athletic reason, you know, for a marathon or something like that, it was simply to lose weight, because being overweight, chubby or fat was bad. It was simply about the outward appearance. And that is is amazing to me that that was was never said, but it was clear. You know, nobody had to say anything for that to get deeply ingrained into my head. You know, and I was able to, uh, this was kind of a gift. Recently, I was able to interview my mom, you know, and I was able to talk to her about her weight, her body image, and her relationship to food. And she confessed to me for the first time that, you know, she she dieted her whole life and she constantly felt hungry her entire life. And she never felt comfortable with her body. And um, she doesn't consider herself a compulsive overeater. In fact, nobody in my family, um, you know, I think is a compulsive overeater. I was the only one that came out. with the gift. (laughs) Um, I never observed my mother, you know, binge or eat when she wasn't hungry. You know, um, I did see her restrict, you know, because she wanted to obtain a certain size. And if you ask her today, she'll still think that that is completely normal for her. You know, so dieting and restricting is what I observed in my household, you know, growing up. And, um, but that's when the cycling of, you know, restricting and binging started, started for me and it, the gaining and the losing weight, you know. Um, my parents divorced when I was 14 or 15 and that was just a very chaotic time for me. Um, I remember just my parents being very much self-involved in their own situation. I felt very alone. Um, my parents were uh, just very much into their own lives. I, you know, I remember this happening once when I was a freshman, I got an F in English and nobody, nobody, uh, even found out about that or knew about that because they were so, you know, wrapped up in their own situation. And I thought to myself, you oh, know gosh, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares what's going on in my life right now. And I thought to myself, you know what, Shelby, if, if you don't care about yourself, nobody else will, and that's when I decided that I was going to get my stuff together, go to college, get out of this crazy life, you know, and, and, you know, yeah, I just, I had to um, start taking care of myself at a very young age, and this is also, you know, a time in my life when I learned that, you know, my appearance and my, I thought that, you know, my value You know to the opposite sex really came from just my appearance you know and you know my desirability so i mean these were some you know just the self-worth part you know i just didn't have a whole lot of it growing up so you know i got into a great college you know um I was fairly angry at my parents at the time for not helping me out with college. You know, I felt like as if I worked hard. I worked really, really hard to get to college, and then I was going to have to get myself through college. And all that anger and all that stress in school drove me to eat and gain like 40 pounds very quickly. And that was that was really scary. You know, that. Um, well, it was, it was scary that I was alone. You know, it was it was scary that I was just so stressed out. You know, I I really needed support at the time, and I had none. The only thing that was there for me was the food. So, um, you know, I worked full time, I went to school full time. You know, and it was it was a time when I I was acting out, I was drinking, I was you know binging with food, I was acting out in all kinds of ways, and. Funny part is, is that anger got me through college, but it's not sustainable, you know? And it's a it, sure, I wasn't gonna be able to to continue to live like that, you know? Um, but I started, I went back to the the restricting again at that point because my life was, you know, was so out of control, but at the same time, the restricting brought me such, the binges, you know, I would turn to food for the comfort, but at the same time, the restricting gave me this, this immense amount of control, you know, one at, at a time when I felt like as if my life was out of control. So I needed both. I needed both of them. And, um, at this time, you know, right when I graduated college, you know, I met my, my ex-husband and he and I, he was perfect because <laughs> in a bad way because he, he embodied, you know, the unresolved issues I had with my father. And, you know, I was looking for love and acceptance, you know, from my father and another man, you know, and I got married in 98, you know, I graduated college, you know, my ex-husband was my diet buddy. We went on, that's all we did. You know, we went on diet pills, you know, together. We did injections. We actually held a boot camp because you know we were so into exercising. You know we were uh, we were both CrossFit certified. You know we did hypnosis. You know I tried doing laxatives that didn't work. You know I couldn't do that. You know um, I tried purging. I couldn't do that either. And the funny part is, is that if you would have talked to me at that time. About you know whether or not any of these things were extreme, I would have said no. This is like normal. <laughs> that's how, that's how crazy I was, you know. Um, I really thought that these were things that you did in order to lose weight, and that that was completely normal, you know. And the sad part is, is that you know um, the gaining and losing of weight. You know, just manifested physically outward for everybody to see. You know, um, at that time, you know, I was my my range of gaining weight was usually about twenty or thirty pounds. You know, up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, um, but the older I got, the stress, the more stress I got. in, you know, in my marriage, as my marriage is falling apart, you know, um, that range got larger to where it was 40 or 50 pounds of gaining and losing a weight constantly, you know. Um, so my bottom or the start of my bottom was like six or seven years ago, you know, when my marriage is falling apart and the one person I had relied upon for love and acceptance, you know, had been cheating on me. I was depressed. I was, you know, suffering from anxiety. You know, I had binged and gained weight back up to my top pregnancy weight, and I was depressed, I was out of shape, I was a wreck, and I knew I needed help, and I started seeing a therapist, and as part of, you know, this therapist, you know, he had me exercising, journaling, you know, going to therapy, you know, eating healthy, and part part of the list of things to do was also to find a support group. And I had, I'd been listening to OA podcasts and I'd been listening listening in on phone meetings for some time, like maybe a year. And um, I related so much to what everybody was saying, but I never, I never spoke up, you know, I just listened. And it wasn't until I walked into the rooms of Skivvy in February, 2016, you know, that's when I knew it immediately that I needed to be there. You know, I immediately knew that I was powerless over food. Everything that they said, you know, was true. My life was completely unmanageable. Uh, what I saw, though, was like the light in people's eyes. You know, I was immediately attracted to what the people in OA had. You know, it wasn't so much about the weight for me. Um, it was just the what people or what people look like on the outside. It was, I don't know, it was something about the peace and, you know, that I felt from others, you know, or the acceptance, you know, and everybody was just so happy, which I was not, you know. So I kept coming back so I could, I could get that, you know. So um, today, you know, I'm abstinent today. I don't binge and I don't restrict. Um, I I still do struggle with recognizing the difference between emotional hunger versus actual hunger. Cause my body still wants to cling to, you know, 25 years of disordered eating, you know, and using food to cope. You know, I am down uh, 20 pounds from my highest weight, but you know, I'm not at what I would call my natural weight, you know, and for me, I define my natural weight, you know, where I can comfortably exercise and hike, you know, it's, It is um, for me, not a, a one like number, you know, I can't, I can't say that it's a one number, you know, for me, it is more about, for me, it's more about hiking again (laughs) at this point, at this point, you know, it's not about the weight, you know, Um, so I have, I would say experienced food, uh, periods of food freedom, you know, meaning I don't soothe myself anymore with food and I could take or leave food. And these periods were amazing. But for me, they did not last, you know. Um, I, I, so those periods, they do come when everything seems to be clicking. But okay. thank you, perfect. But I, um, I'm not gonna say just because I'm abstinent that I don't still struggle uh, with temptation or desiring food when I'm not hungry or wanting to run to food you know, when I'm, you know, when, when my emotions need it, you know, when I need to soothe. Um, I'm still still struggling with trying to re-own that disowned part of me, you know, that for whatever reason, when I was young, I kind of put that young girl away, you know, that girl that, you know, um, didn't need to run to food and I used, you know, food more as just a fuel you know, rather than, you know, something to soothe because I didn't have that, you know, as a young child. So today, um, today I work a program of what I call selfishness <laughs> because uh, to me, you know, um, I, I'm one of those people that also suffer with, you know, codependency and I will, I am, you know, the mother of the universe and I have to take care of everybody. So I put everybody else's needs in front of in front of my own. But today I work on a program where I take care of myself first. You know, um, I recently wrote a letter, this was really healing for me, where I resigned my position as a mother and caretaker of the universe, you know, and I wrote out, you know, this big long letter of all the things I will not do anymore, you know, uh, because I have to put myself first. You know, if I'm really going to stay abstinent and I'm I'm really going to invest in myself and you know, be you know, be recovered, I have to put myself first, and that is so hard to do, especially if you're a mother or married. That can be hard too. You know, um, but today that's what I need to do. And so writing that, that letter of resignation to the world was, you know, was really, really awesome. Um, Another lesson, you know, I've learned in recovery is that, you know, I was one of those people that believed that all my problems, including my weight would be solved when I removed all the toxic things in my life, you know, including my toxic ex-husband, but it hasn't worked out like that because, you know, Just because you remove those toxic things, you know, there's still the world around you, you know. And it wasn't about my ex-husband. It isn't about the world, you know, and everything that that life throws at you. It's it's me. It's really it's it's me and how it is I react to those things and situations. So, you know, um, I'll just that's a lesson I've gone if I've gone before you, you know. you get to that point in your life where things are are pretty peaceful, you know, um, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the, the weight will automatically shed there for me, at least, there's still a lot more internal work that I have to do, you know, so I'm on a spiritual journey, you know, and it's evolving every single day. I have my daily routine that brings me security. I read, I meditate, I exercise every morning, I set up my meals, you know, on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, I text my sponsor my food every single day. I just, you know, input it into one of the food apps that you can find online. And I send that to her. Um, just like a little, you know, I take a picture of it and send it to her. It's pretty simple. And I, um, yeah, oh, I do weigh and measure food, but um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not bringing cups and spoons and stuff like that with me in my purse, you know, but, you know, I do have a very good sense of, you know, what my portion should be. And I try to stay in those portions. So um, that's pretty much it. That's all I really got is, and um, I think I'm right at my time anyway. So thank you for letting me share. All right, so back to the meeting.